It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. everyone and welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse joining you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland as the Guardians are taking on the Astros this weekend. Night baseball on Saturday, a 6-10 first pitch with fireworks and the Miles Straw jersey giveaway. And then Sunday, a noon start on Sunday. Make a note of that, not the normal uh, 1.40 start time that we've had this season. The Guardians are the Peacock game of the week, so the game starts at noon or a little bit after as they wrap up the homestand with the Astros on Sunday. Coming up on this week's show, we'll hear from Guardians catcher Austin Hedges and two of the new guys as there have been 13 players make their major league debut this season, including this week, not only Hunter Gaddis, who started on the mound last night, but Will Benson and Tyler Freeman. And we will hear from both a little bit later on in our show today. And we'll also visit with Rob Serfolio, for our weekly farm report. That's coming up as we move along here on Guardians Weekly. But first, a look back at the week in review, and we begin on Monday, a new homestand for the Guardians after a long road trip coming out of the All-Star break that saw them play in three different cities, 11 games. They came home with a winning road swing, and they tried to keep that going against the Arizona Diamondbacks on Monday night. Good ball game Monday night as the Diamondbacks scored the game's first run with a solo home run in the top half of the second inning. But in the bottom of the inning, Owen Miller returned the favor with a runner on. Now the payoff. Swung on, hit high, hit deep to left. Back is McCarthy at the wall looking up. Gone to the bleachers. A two-run home run to the bleachers and left for Owen Miller. And just like that, the Guardians have taken the lead 2-1. to one. As Owen Miller has his fifth home run of the year. And for Owen Miller, his first home run since May 17th. A towering blast to the bleachers and left. Then in the third, it was Ahmed Rosario's turn. Again, the 2-2. Swung and blasted. Deep left center field. This ball is gone. Another line drive, two-run homer. 
This time just over the 19 foot wall in left center for Ahmed Rosario. And the Guardians come home and play home run derby. A pair of two run home runs here in the second and third innings. It's four to one. Cleveland is on top of Arizona, and the night is done for Zach Davies. Boy, Ahmed Rosario had another terrific at bat and didn't expand the strike zone, didn't chase, fouled off tough two strike pitches. And then he got one in his wheelhouse. And for Ahmed Rosario, it was a two-run home run on the 11th pitch of the at-bat. But in the fourth, one swing by Arizona slugger Christian Walker, a three-run home run that would tie the game at four. Good pitching on both sides followed, and we went to extra innings. That's been a a real strong suit for the Guardians this season. Arizona broke the tie with a run in the top half of the 10th inning, but the Guardians answered in the bottom of the inning thanks to another clutch hit from Andres Jimenez. Tying run at third, one down in the 10th, 5-4 Arizona. Jimenez awaiting the 1-1 pitch. Here it comes. A swing and a line drive, base hit to right. We are tied at five. Andre Jimenez comes through again. His fourth hit. And it's RBI number 50 for Andre Jimenez as he smokes a game-time single to right. A career-high four-hit game for Andre Jimenez. To the 11th we went, and on the mound, Sam Henches was trying to keep the D-backs off the scoreboard. Henches comes set. The 1-2. Swing and a miss. He strikes out the pinch hitter, Kennedy. Good job by Sam Henches. One more time, Cleveland has a chance to walk it off. 5-5 in the middle of the 11th. Then in the bottom of the 11th, two outs, two men on. Amsio stepped in as he tried to send everyone home happy. The 1-0 pitch. Swung on line to right, base hit, game winner, Ahmed Rosario. Drills a base hit to right to score Will Benson. And Cleveland gets its fifth walk-off win of the year. Beating Arizona in 11 innings tonight, 6-5 as Ahmed Rosario has a three-hit game. And for the second day in a row, Mark Melanson gets tagged with a loss. How about your closer has 10 losses on the year? It wasn't easy, but the Guardians keep finding ways to win, don't they? They tied it with a run in the 10th. They win it on Ahmed Rosario's two-out RBI single to right here in the 11th. Guardians winning it by a final of six to five. So a nice win Monday night. Arizona won the ball game Tuesday night, six to three, and that set up the rubber match on Wednesday afternoon. And the Guardians got the scoring started in the second on a sack fly by Miles Straw. Then in the fifth, Ahmed Rosario extended the lead with the long ball. Here's Rosario, 0 for 2. He's bounced to third, struck out. Pitch to him, and he drives one. Deep left center field. This one's carrying way back. Home run, Rosario! Three-run shot for Ahmed Rosario. 
And the Guardians take a 4-0 lead. That ball just to the left of center. And just outside the bleachers into the trees. Rosario hit it a ton for his sixth home run of the season. And there's the cushion that the Guardians have been looking to provide Shane Bieber. 4.50 on the distance for Rosario. Arizona cut the lead in half with two runs in the top half of the sixth inning, but in the bottom of the inning, Oscar Gonzalez responded. Oscar Gonzalez with a swing and a long shot to deep left center, and Gonzalez has hit one out of here. Oscar Gonzalez with his third home run, a laser off Kevin Ginkle to start this bottom of the sixth inning. That barely got above the 19-foot wall. The Guardians added on in the seventh, starting with Jose Ramirez. The pitch, a swing and a looping liner towards center. Base hit over the leaping Rojas. That'll score Rosario. Ball kicked away by Thomas in center. On his way to second is Ramirez. He just never stops hustling. RBI single for Jose Ramirez. Goes to second on the air by Thomas in center. And the Guardians have a 6-2 lead. And Jose Ramirez has RBI number 86. And then it was another hard-hit ball off the bat of Gonzalez. Now the 1-2 delivery. Swung on, lifted in the air, deep left center. Long run for Thomas, still going back. This ball hits the top of the 19-foot wall. Into second with an RBI double is Gonzalez. Ramirez scores from second. He looked like he hit that off his front foot. That's how strong Oscar Gonzalez is with an RBI double off the top of the 19-foot wall in left center. And the Guardians have now made it a 7-2 ball game. Arizona added a couple of runs in the ninth inning, but the lead was plenty for Eli Morgan to finish things off. Outfield medium deep, straight up the pitch. Swing and a miss. Ball game. Struck him out on a slider. So Eli Morgan records a couple of strikeouts. And Guardians pitching today struck out 15. And Cleveland wins the rubber match. Knocking off the D-backs by a final score of 7-4. So a good series against Arizona. And then the first place AL West Houston Astros came in with one of the best records in all of baseball. And Thursday night it was all pitching from the veteran Justin Verlander in a 6-0 Houston win. And the Astros backed that up with a 9-3 victory on Friday night. Now the trade deadline was Tuesday and uh, that came and went with no moves of consequence made by the Guardians. Chris Antonetti, Cleveland's president of baseball operations, met with the media and talked about that decision to not make a deal and the belief that they have in this young club for the remainder of the season. I think I continue to be, or the overwhelming feeling continues to be excitement about the group of players that we have here. Um, you know, we spent a lot of time not only with our front office group, but with Tito and the coaches talking about the opportunities that might be available to us to, to bring other players into the organization. Oftentimes we came back to really believing in the individuals that we have in the clubhouse and the contributions that they've made 
as importantly, the way this group has come together and the team dynamic that we have, the way they play the game, the way they care for each other. And we wanted to be really mindful to disrupt that. So we did explore a number of things over the course of the last few days and few weeks. But in the end, there wasn't that right trade that made sense um, to change the group up. That's president of baseball operations, Chris Antonetti, talking about the trade deadline. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from catcher Austin Hedges. That's next as we continue with Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. Here comes the one-two. Swung on and that's lined to shallow center. It gets down for a base hit. Two runs will score. Reyes and Jimenez cross the plate. Austin Hedges with a two-run single has put the Guardians back in front. 5-3 here in the fifth. The set by Shane Bieber, a look back, and the pitch. And it's down and in, a curveball got away from Hedges, picks, throws to third. Got him! Duran trying to go to third on a ball in the dirt. Hedges partially blocked it. It only rolled to the left maybe three, four feet. He barehanded and made a perfect throw to get Duran, who tried to get to third with a head-first slide. And Austin Hedges, again defensively, as good as it gets. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland. Great to have you with us for Baseball Talk on the radio. As once again, the Guardians take on the Astros Saturday night at 6-10, Sunday at 12-05. Well, part of that catching tandem for the Guardians, their frontline catcher is Austin Hedges. And as always, has been doing great work behind the plate, handling the pitching staff, blocking balls in the dirt, trying to control the running game. And we usually talk to him about his defensive work behind the plate. 
but he has been swinging the bat extremely well of late. And he talked to us earlier this week about the keys to his recent success offensively. Yeah, you know, obviously uh, the season didn't start exactly the way that I planned on it, but we got great hitting coaches and they brought some things to my attention and just we talked about what I can do to be a tougher out, more competitive at bat, and uh, we talked about widening out, um, you know, mixing in some no stride uh, just to see the ball a little bit better, see it a little deeper, um, be able to just be a tougher out. How hard is it to, to make adjustments as the season's going along as opposed to, say, in the off season, heading into spring training? You know, it is tough, but, um, you know, at least, you know, I'm in, in mid-season shape and, um, you know, I'm used to kind of what the league is doing to me at this point. Um, and, at this, and it's just trying to put my, put my body and my mind in a position to go be consistent um, and just be a tough out. When you look at, at yesterday's game, you come up in a, in a key spot and Tampa Bay, whoever's on the mound, it doesn't seem to matter if they're a handful. Uh, do you feel like that might be the, the key point in the game, even though it was midway through? I mean, anytime you got bases loaded uh, in a situation, especially with two outs in a tie game, anytime you can get a get a clutch hit there, it doesn't really matter what inning it is. It, um, when you can push two across with two outs, it's going to be big, especially, you know, in, um, in that situation we had uh, our leverage bullpen guys coming into the game, and um, I felt confident that that was going to be enough runs. Um, you know, it would been nicer to score more runs too, but um, it was super cool that that was able to, uh, to win us the game. You've been through this before. Two years ago, you were traded right around deadline time. I know it was a little bit different because of COVID, but what what are these days like where the, the deadline's coming up and, and you're on a ball club that is trying to hang in there and, and, and stay relevant? You know, I know that can be, there's a lot of anxiety that goes into the sport. Um, you know, when, when teams are trying to win games or, or play for the future, there's always things going on and every team's always trying to get better. Um, so, you know, the only thing that we can really focus on is showing up to, to be ready to go to work. And ideally that's for the ball club that, that you're playing for and that you want to play for. But, but things happen and, um, you know, like one thing I learned from being traded that, you know, when another team trades for you, that means they want you. And, uh, you know, I left a comfortable situation in San Diego and um, was such a huge blessing in disguise to come to Cleveland because it's just been a, um, such an amazing experience for me so far. And, and you look at games like yesterday, uh, you're starting a bullpen day with Brian Shaw on the mound and, and you get another good performance from Kirk McCarty. Is that just how this team has been all season and, and something that he can continue to build on? Yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do. Um, you know, we're, we're going to pitch, we're going to play defense, and we're going to be scrappy at bats. Um, so I think we can expect the same thing moving forward. And it um, doesn't matter if it's if it's Shane Bieber on the mound or if it's Kirk McCarty. I think we have confidence in every single guy here. And we'll, we'll circle back to we started talking hitting. Um, catching is, is your thing. And I know talking to Kirk McCarty after his win on Tuesday over at Fenway Park, he said you really helped him through. For someone you don't see that often, how can you help a pitcher get through and, and have him be at his best? I mean, the main thing, i got to know what they got today. And uh, everybody's a little bit different every single day. And um, for me, that starts in warm-ups and then the first few pitches he throws. And I just got to figure out a way, how am I going to call this game and call my guys' pitches to be able to win the game? And when winning the game is the focal point, um, I feel like it helps you make some decisions that are uh, just at least not going to lose you the game immediately and make them have to put together um, a few really good at-bats. If we're not giving up uh, slug and we're not giving up walks, then we're in a good position. And that's what Kirk's been able to do. You know, not walking guys, not giving up slug. If guys get their a few singles here and there, that really doesn't hurt us. Um, so um, that's just that's one of the main things I think about for them. Austin, thanks for your time as always. All right, thank you. That's Austin Hedges. Always good to get his perspective on a lot of different things regarding the ball club. And when we come back, we'll hear from two of the younger players on the team who made their major league debut earlier this week. Outfielder Will Benson 
and infielder Tyler Freeman. That's next after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jim Rosenhouse back with you on Guardians Weekly as we join you from downtown Cleveland and Progressive Field. Great to have you with us this weekend, and uh, great to have some new players again joining the ball club, making major league debuts after Friday night's start on the mound by Hunter Gaddis. It is 13 different players who have made their major league debuts for Cleveland this season, including Will Benson earlier in the week, Tyler Free Week, and we had a chance to catch up with Benson shortly after he arrived at the ballpark in time for his debut on Monday. And he filled us in on how he was notified he'd be joining the big club last Sunday. Yeah, so um, I had I had um, just finished playing a game in Louisville, and then I was on my way home, and I wanted to stop at a Taco Bell with my girlfriend because she was a little bit hungry. And um, I got the call from our managers like, hey, man, you know, on your way back to Columbus, just pass it and go to Cleveland. Uh, you're going to the big leagues. And um, honestly, I was going crazy in my car. Um, and fortunately enough, I was able to go back to my family because they're very close and they came to Louisville as well so I was able to notify them and we all went uh we all went insane in front of that valet to say the least um and we just so much joy and so much happiness in that moment so and everybody has a different path to the major Absolutely. leagues and, and and it's an accomplishment no matter what that path is uh how much did that hit you maybe not at that moment but but maybe a little bit while after that um I mean as you know I I I persevered <laughs> there's a there's a lot of a lot of things that could have stopped me in a way um obviously the, the failures and the, the distractions and everything but um i'm here and i'm again i, I thank god with, with everything i have in my heart because it's such a blessing to be here and, and not very many people can say they're a big leaguer and um i can say that now um and it's 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 such a blessing it's such an accomplishment again i, I have all my, my teammates all my friends here with me so it, it makes it even more better along those lines what were their reactions when you walked into the clubhouse <laughs> i mean nothing but just laughter joy um, a lot a lot of hugs a lot of daps um, a lot of smack talk but uh nothing but joy for sure will benson joining us the latest rookie to make his major league debut for the guardians and will uh i know a lot of people talking about this year and, and the adjustments that you've made in the great season you've had but talking to development people even last year they were saying that there's something good happening here that that you're starting to get it a little bit and and did you does it go that back that far or even further than that where you're thinking you know I might be able to get on that path to get where I want to be yeah I would, I would say last year I even started to to see those things and, and for me honestly like I had to understand like development not necessarily is going to always show up the best in the numbers um but I think just again the identifying of who I am as a baseball player and, and what I bring to the table um, and, and how I can help the team win, it was clear as day um, in Akron. And I started to really see that. And I started performing on a consistent basis. And then this year, I was really just putting it all together. And, and I think the best thing that I was able to be aware of 
So I was having fun while I'm doing it. So it's like, wow, like I'm I'm playing who who I know. Like I'm playing how I know I can play, and I'm having fun doing it. There's no better combination. Then I get to call to the big leagues. So it's um it's crazy. Oh. We saw you shortly after you were drafted here on the field at Progressive Field. Uh, you're a high school drafted player. Did you have any idea how hard it was going to be? <laughs> <laughs> I had, to be real honest, I had no idea. Um, I thought I did. But I, I, I truly did not have any idea, and I just want to take this time to, to thank my family, thank my coaches, thank my girlfriend, thank, uh, just thank people special in my life that I know in my heart that just helped me stay the course because, boy, it, it, it got hard. It, it got really hard. Um, and again, I'm, I'm not really a guy to, to cry or, or show emotion, but there are multiple times where I got to that point <laughs> within within that what is it six six years six year span. And it, and the the good thing is that the time goes by quick. In the moment, it felt long, but you know I'm six years later, and it, it felt like it was just yesterday I got drafted. So well, I'm sure a great day for you. Thanks a lot for coming by. Appreciate of it. Course. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there's nothing like the emotions of a young player getting that first crack at the major leagues, and I think the kind of sense that from Will Benson in that interview there. Tyler Freeman also made his major league debut this week. He got the call and made his debut on Wednesday. And again, we start with Tyler on how he received the news that he was headed to the big leagues as Andy Tracy, the manager down at AAA Columbus, continues to find creative ways to deliver great news to young players. Yeah, so it happened yesterday. Um, It was about I can't remember the fifth or sixth inning. I get a base hit to right field, and uh, right fielder makes a bad throw, so I go to second. Go go into the dugout, inning ends, come back out. I'm, I play an inning on third, inning ends, go into the dugout, and our manager goes, hey, I was thinking um, you weren't running hard enough your last at bat, uh, so I'm going to have to pull you. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, I know I ran hard. Like I wouldn't have gotten to second if I didn't run hard. And uh I, I never told him that, but, um, but I was like, yeah, I respect your decision. Like, it is what it is. So I got to deal with it. And then uh, and then he's like, yeah, when you sit on the bench, uh, I want you to think about how uh, you're going to get to Cleveland. And, and I was like, well, wait. <laughs> I didn't understand. And then he goes, you're going to the big league, son. And uh, all emotions broke there. So it was during the middle of the game, and then they pulled me and then had some phone calls to make after that. Andy Tracy, the manager at Columbus, getting very good at creative ways to tell young players they're going to the major leagues for the first time. When you look at your season, uh, you started rehabbing an injury. and um, How frustrating was that not to be able to show what you could do in spring training and just kind of stick to what you needed to do to get better? Right, yeah, it was frustrating, especially it being my second time going through my shoulder surgery. Um, you know, it, you want to get your, your face in front of all the coaching staff early and as early as possible. Um, and yeah, in Arizona, it was it was a little frustrating, but I know in the end, um, if I kept working hard, it something will pan out. And uh, you know, it's and then the start of the season wasn't the way I wanted it to. So, and then uh, finally had some conversations with family and friends, and started to pick it up a little bit. And then next thing you know, I'm in Cleveland. So it's mind blowing. Tyler, you look at your career, and, and this is a, a dream that everyone uh, thinks about when they're drafted initially. Time frame for you. Um, quicker than you thought, or, or did it just seem to drag? And then, like it, I'm sure it does for so many who want to be here right away. Uh, I, I never really had a timeline on it. Being honest with you, it was it was something that you know it's always in the back of every minor league player's minds. Like you want to get to the big leagues. Um, you know, there, there was no timetable though. It was just kind of put my head down, work hard, and you know my name will be called at some point, hopefully. And uh, and it was. So I'm super excited. 
when does it become real that that this could happen? Because I'm sure in, in the low minor leagues, it seems like a, a faraway uh, thing. Yeah, you know, it was I, when it when I really thought it would happen. It was maybe my 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 high A year um, when I got called up from uh, Lake County to Lynchburg. Um, I, I was like, hey, you know, if they're calling me up, you know, if if I keep producing, maybe this could be a reality. Um, and uh, just from there, it was work hard, work hard, and. You know, the next thing you know, like like I said before, I'm in Cleveland now. So, there's a lot to like about your bat for sure. Uh, defensively, you've started to move around. How has that adjustment gone? It's it's been a good adjustment. Um, you know, bouncing around from short to second to third. Um, you know, not I haven't had a lot of games at third, but uh, you know, that's where I'm starting tonight, and I, I can't wait to show uh, show what third base has got. So, <laughs> and offensively, the approach that you've had. Uh, how long have you had that that's allowed you to be so successful, especially contact and bat to ball? Right. It's um. It's. I think it started at a young age, you know, and when um, at, at a young age, I wouldn't really strike out a lot, and um, and it was kind of like, hey, I kind of know my game now. It's just put bat on the ball. Um, kind of every time I would, if, if I did strike out when I was younger, I, I would pretty much cry, and uh, just be like, I hate striking out so much. So it was like, I'm just gonna put bat on the ball, no matter where, no matter what team I'm with, no matter how old I am. I'm just kind of put, put the bat on the ball, and uh, you know, I'm, my approach. It, from my dad I mean it's it's just hey you know see the ball deep and and uh you know do some damage there you'll fit right in with this offense (laughs) let's go I'm ready for that (laughs) Tyler thanks a lot for coming by congratulations thank you appreciate it that's young infielder Tyler Freeman who's gotten his first base hit out of the way he did that in Wednesday's game against Arizona and has played very well in the opportunities that he's had early on in his major league career When we come back, we'll visit with Rob Serfolio, the weekly farm report that's coming your way next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money, but it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Hey, just wanted to remind you of that time your kicker missed the extra point and lost the game. Even though he literally never missed an extra point, he chose this playoff game to miss. Yeah, I just noticed you hadn't thought about that in a bit. Wouldn't want you to miss, you know, thinking about it. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory, but we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundled discount not available in all states or situations. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Many different ways you can hear our show each week, of course, on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Also at CLEGuardians.com. All the archived editions are there, or you can download it wherever you download your favorite podcasts, as it does hit the airwaves in podcast form, usually a little while after it airs on a terrestrial radio in uh, the normal channels. But uh, Rob Serfolio is a regular guest on our show each week. He's the farm director for the Guardians, the director of player development. And uh, before the start by Hunter Gaddis last night, the young right-hander making his major league debut, Rob fills us in on, 
on what we should have expected last night from Gaddis, not only last night, but also into the future as he continues developing and gets those opportunities at the major league level. You know, I think what people are going to see from Hunter, well, first off, they're going to be who, who is this gigantic human being on the mound with, with this great flowing long hair, uh, which I think will be fun for, for the fans that haven't seen him for the first time. And, and Hunter is just an ultimate competitor. And I think you're going to see that with, with how he attacks hitters. Uh, and then you're also going to see some pretty impressive stuff. So a guy that's got capabilities of, of throwing a four seam fastball up in, up in the mid nineties and, and he's got a, a pretty impressive arsenal on top of that with, with a changeup that's you know, really been dominant for him from, from the second we acquired him in the draft back in 2019. And then he's going to have a 12-6 you know, curveball and a slider to go on top of that. A, a pretty deep arsenal for a starter that's got some velocity and, and like I said, really is competitive, kind of that never-back-down type of mentality that, that's going to go out there and challenge guys with his stuff. So an exciting week for for us on, on the player development side to see some of the guys like Hunter get their debut this week and you know, really excited to see how he does. In terms of challenges, he's a 2019 draft pick, which means yeah. the next year there's no season. He was not at the alternate site. What did he do away from the organization to some extent to still keep his name on that radar and progress the way he would like to after being drafted? Yeah, I can't imagine a, a tougher set of logistical challenges for that group that joined us halfway through 2019 and got a taste of their first spring training, and then all of a sudden everyone was back at home. And and again, I, I think it just speaks to to Hunter's work ethic and and really our staff. You know, during that year we did a lot of what we called remote coaching, and and Hunter was a part of that group to where thankfully he had some some resources at his disposal and, and facilities where he could train, but. Our coaches were actually able to to really work and build a plan with him from afar and exchange video and exchange you know pitch reports and he was able to actually throw live to some hitters. So while it was far from the normal play of of an affiliate season where we can really you know get our hands dirty in person and help guys along their path to the big leagues, despite being a, a huge logistical constraint, we're able to you know have some productive work come out of it. And again, that's only as good as is the athlete's willingness to work and, and especially be intrinsically motivated on their own and, and a huge credit to our staff to be able to partner with them through that process and get something out of it that, that I think Hunter was able to take into to last year and, and obviously this year as well. Rob Serfolio joining us, and uh, he is out in Arizona in Goodyear at the Guardians Training Complex, and you welcomed in a, a whole new class of drafted players this week. And uh, how has that gone? And what are some of the things that, that you try and do as they get their first exposure to the organization? It's first off been an awesome week. And, and I think that is a, a worthy shout out for Scott Barnsby and in our amateur scouting group, just for, for one, finding players that, that kind of fit our, our overall culture and just, you know, a lot of our grit values that, that we think are really important both for, for guys getting better as players, but also contributing in a positive way to, to their teammates around them. And so we kind of call this first week our foundations program. And, and it's almost onboarding of sorts for a new employee on a new job. And, that, and that's kind of how we look at it as an opportunity to really you know partner with our new players and show them our values on paper, but then also start to, to put some of that into action. You know, guys are having individual meetings with with our pitching group or our hitting team, and then also our physical groups, they're getting exposed to 
a lot of what player development looks like as a Cleveland guardian. And we're also able to spend some time out on the field and in the classroom with them uh, in a little bit bigger team setting. So it's just, uh, you know, I think what we found a really productive way to, to expose players to what it's like to be a guardian and, and so many people to contribute to that, whether it's, you know, Chris and Tito actually talking to the guys virtually and introducing them to the organization to having a lot of our coordinators out here and, and talking about the nitty gritty within within each of their you know specific domains, so it's just a, a great time for you know kind of team building and, and introducing these guys to the culture, but also getting an opportunity to to actually put it into practice. And here it is, early August. Uh, obviously, the summer's getting a little bit later, and it may vary regarding pitchers or position players. But will any of these recently drafted players uh, move through Arizona quickly and and head to? of a team that uh, would be in action here for at least a little while longer, or do you just keep them there for the remainder of the summer? Yeah, that's a great question. And and you pretty much nailed the answer with just so many of these guys coming in from different backgrounds and settings. So some high school guys that haven't played since April or May, some college guys that didn't make the playoffs that shut down in June. And then we had some guys that actually were playing as recent as, as mid July, whether it was on the Cape or in a different summer league. So what we're trying to do is individualize that that programming for each one of these guys so that depending on how ready they are both physically and mentally for for an opportunity at an affiliate or here in Arizona that you know we've kind of tailored that program to to each guy and and where they reported to us in terms of a workload standpoint so we're kind of working with each player as we speak this week to uncover all that information and kind of outline a, a calendar plan for them to get them ready for an opportunity we'll we'll certainly have game reps out here in Arizona as part of our instructs program during the month of September where we expect most of these guys to to make their pro debut and and then a couple of them potentially before that at an affiliate so it's a, it's an exciting time for these guys to kind of get their new gear and and see some of the plan that goes into becoming a professional baseball player and rob in closing uh, the trade deadline has come and gone, and the Guardians did not make a deal that that moved any prospects. and And it was stated by by both Chris Antonetti and Terry Francona that they really like what's going on here, and they they wanted to continue to see what these young players can do. as As the farm director, what does that mean to you when when you hear that type of positive reinforcement toward the farm system? Yeah, you know that th- those kinds of comments are are obviously you know super motivating, and I think our our whole group really takes that as one, we're, we're heading down the right path and we're helping our players, you know, prepare appropriately for that major league challenge. And, and two, I think it's, like I said, super motivating just to continue to, to get that next guy ready. So that next Hunter Gaddis that's going to make their debut and um, just continuing to put a lot of our eggs into the basket of, of, of helping as many of our players be great major league options and, and go up there and help our team compete and hopefully win some games. So, um, you know, it, it's obviously really rewarding to hear the, the comments from, from Chris and, and Tito. And I think just a, a nice rejuvenating message for our staff that's, you know, kind of in the dog days of summer right now and working with some new players and, and getting to see guys like Tyler Freeman and, and Will Benson make their debut. You know, it's, it's been fun. We, we have so many of our staff out here in Arizona, as you noted, and seeing these guys make their debut, we've kind of, you know, Tyler Freeman comes up to bat and we have guys in the cages, all our coaches and players kind of stop and we all watch the plate appearance. It just kind of has that, that family type vibe, which, which has just been really fun to, 
to be a part of. And, and I know our, our players and staff are excited to be that next guy and just contribute to, to helping our major league team win in any way we can. As always, Rob, great stuff. We will catch up with you real soon. and Enjoy the trip back. Appreciate it, Rosie. Thanks for having me. That's Rob Serfolio. Always nice to have Rob join us with an update on the farm system. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of Guardians Weekly. As always, thanks to Brian Matze for helping to put together our show each week. Until next week, when we join you from north of the border, the, the Guardians will be in Toronto to take on the Blue Jays next weekend. This is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.